successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me again today. Appreciate you uh, stopping by and joining us for today's show. I'm very excited about today's show and... uh, very excited to have you listening today on 980 AM KMBZ or via iTunes on via podcast. Thanks for joining us today on the Grill Nation show. We have a lot of great supporters of this show, and I want to mention them at the top. One of them will be joining us here shortly. Our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill, uh, title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors. Guest hosts and contributors to the show are the Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe. One Light Luxury Apartments and Reactor Design Studios guest host and on-air contributor is Clifton Alexander, who is the creative Chuck Norris at Reactor Design Studios. Uh, he is joining me today in studio for um, a fun show. Welcome to the show, Clifton. Hey, thanks, Jason. I'm it's great excited. to have you it's here. Good day. Um, first off, this is our last show for a while. For a while, yeah. Just taking a little hiatus. It's okay. It's all good. Clifton, Clifton, we were like, you know, he just gives us so much great knowledge every show. We needed to give his brain a break here for a few months. Um, but uh, hopefully he'll be back here soon. Hopefully you've enjoyed having him on the show. Uh, and listening to his his great wisdom and leadership uh, every month here on the Grill Nation show. And so with that, Clifton, um, we'll get into some updates here in a second. But let's preview our guest today because yeah. every month you uh, either bring in the wisdom and the knowledge, the thought leadership on design, marketing, and branding with your company, Reactor Design Studios. The website is reactorkc.com. Or you bring in a guest, and uh, you brought in a timely guest here today who we'll get to in the next segment. Tell us about him. Yeah, I love guests that are timely, as you say, because it puts the show into a mode of saying, hey, we're going to talk about this thing, and then you can go experience it next week if you want to. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to bring in a guy named Dr. Ken V. Heck, and Ken is the owner of the Kansas City Phantoms Arena Football Club. And if you weren't aware that we had an arena football team, Kansas City has an interesting history with arena football. We've had a few teams over the years that have come and gone. And Ken is got a new team. They started playing last year. This will be their second season. And they're doing things a little bit differently. I think something of a different kind of a model to try to make sure that this team stays in Kansas City for a while. He's got a great group of owners and coaches and a bunch of uh, people behind the organization. They're playing at the Independence Event Center, the uh, Silverstein Silver Ice Center, Center, Center Arena, Arena, which I was just at last weekend for a uh, an event. Great people over there. Yeah, Did a really good job. Yeah, cool. I was at the Globetrotters last weekend. Out there. <laughs> there you go. We and missed I each other again. Camp. I know it's crazy. Um, so this will be interesting. It'll be a good conversation. I want to get into uh, just talking a little bit about arena football and the metrics behind it, and and you know what's it like to own a a football team, a professional franchise. Um, and so it should be a fun show, and uh, we'll get into some of that in a little bit here with Ken. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk about his background as well. KC Phantoms are online at kcphantoms.com. The reason this is timely is because their season opens uh, Friday, March 16th, 2018. 
Uh, that's the kickoff. Uh, yep. And so be interesting to talk to him. I actually knew one of the guys that used to own a team here in Kansas City, Tyler Prochnow, who's uh was at Think Big. He yeah. uh, owned the first one, the Brigade, when they oh, the came Brigade, in. Yeah, way back they in the day. They were over at uh, 10 years ago Kemper so. Arena. Yeah, they started right. there. I went uh, to a Brigade game or two. Did you? Yeah, yeah. heck yeah. Yeah, and so I'm excited to talk to Dr. Ken Vihack, right? Yep. About uh, everything that's going on and what he's doing here. He has an interesting background uh, as a uh, sports psychologist, which I think is interesting, uh, dealing with brain injury and post concussive therapy and mental health. So I'd like to get into that with him. Yeah, too. I think we definitely could. He, he's got some interesting thoughts on that, especially related to football and some of his work there. And uh, little known fact that way back in the day ken was also a stand-up comedian so. <laughs> he's got a very interesting background and perfect, we'll, we'll probably get into all perfect of it. i don't know how you go from stand-up comedian to sports like psych- a psychologist to uh uh owner of a football team but uh, we'll figure it out that's yeah. the point that's the beauty of the squirrel nation show is we have people on the show that have have blazed a lot of trails oh yeah and have a very wide wide range of the talents so including yourself clifton um reactor design studios kind of give us an update on what you do and and what you're working on these days. Yeah, yeah so our focus uh, these days, we, we've always been a, a branding company or a marketing firm, if you will. But our focus these days really has been about figuring out the best ways to help our clients grow their businesses. And we use that through the lens of uh, marketing, branding, uh, advertising, design, and those sorts of things. But we've really been working to change companies, um, change their dynamics, change how they see themselves, how they talk to talk about themselves and those sorts of things. And um, two of our, our newest uh, clients that we just lined up this year in 2018, we're really doing some very cool work with uh, an 80 year old company called Western fireproofing. We're working to change a lot of the, the ways that they're working toward their growth pattern. They're doing a lot of really cool things. And then um, a company called Stonelock, which is a, um, they have a bi- biometric facial reading uh hardware device that had does some really incredible things we're going to be doing some trade shows with them and changing up their brand voice and and rethinking how they market themselves in an effort to experience some pretty significant growth coming up here in the next couple of years it's pretty cool so getting into the deep deep dark uh shallow shallows uh whatever you depths the the depths the deep dark depths (laughs) of uh, of these industries that we had never really done a whole lot in before and it's very interesting It, it gets us um some interesting experience and we really are able to take what those companies have been doing and their incredible products and move them into the next phase of their business. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, we just, we tend to do that through the, through the lens of branding, marketing, design, those sorts of things. And then we connect them with other people that, um, are in other industries. So cool stuff kicking off the year. And, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have a, ourselves a good growth year as well. I hope so. so. Yeah. You guys do a really good job over at reactor design studios. The website is reactorkc.com. One of the things that you always try to do is, uh, is grow as a uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. And one of the things you're doing here next week, and we'll have a programming note here in a second is you are traveling down to Austin for South by Southwest starting on Monday. Uh, so you'll miss all the craziness of the weekend. Right. It's kind of like, um, Going to Vegas, you know, we have the uh, the weekend before the tournament starts. You have kind of right. the the the, the, in, the um, right. conference tournaments. It's kind of a precursor. Yeah. Then you have the tournament, and it's it's crazy there. Yep. So you're kind of going to be getting a good mix of not too wild, 
but yep. a lot of people still in town that you can make great relationships. So with. it's crazy. I've just been looking at all of the different events and all the things happening, and I've never been, and so I'm looking forward to experiencing it for the first time. But, you know, I've got a lot of people that I already know that are going to be down there. I'm going to be making some connections. That's really the purpose of the trip is just to scope it out, mm-hmm. uh, look and see what other brands are doing and how they're activating their their brands in that type of environment. And you will have no shortage of that. And I will, I'm understanding that now as I'm looking at all these different things I can sign up for. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to some kind of Snickers taco pop-up shop. <laughs> I don't know how you'd well, make a taco well, out of Snickers, but I, it sounds good to me. I would definitely... I, and see, I never get it. I never have done all that stuff. I've walked by a lot of it. And I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. to myself, I remember when virtual reality became a thing, yeah. and like walking by Samsung's activation. And so all of these things that like basically it'd be like taking the plaza and it'd be taking like, you know, some big restaurant and turning it into like a corporate uh, activation, a huge party. Yeah. With, and with it, all it, your technology and free food and yeah. all kinds of and cool And then things. they have um, one thing you do. I'll, I'll look into it, but there's another thing with uh, a magazine that has like speakers. They just come in and out. Cool. All day long at outside patios, and like these are the biggest thought leaders in the country. Cool, I love it. And so there's a lot of stuff like that. And Clifton Alexander will hopefully uh, hear from him again soon. But on today's show, it's Dr. Ken Vihack, the owner of the Kansas City Phantoms, right here on Grill Nation, coming up after the break. Welcome back to Grill Nation on KMBZ 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast as well as at grillnationshow.com where you can see photos of all of our guests, contributors, and supporters of the Grill Nation Show. And as always, you can connect with us on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and at Jason Grill. Search for me. Appreciate all y'all. Hit me up as well. And thanks for all the love on the show and our guests. I think our uh, sponsors, supporters, guests, everything partners of the show have been great so far here in 2018 so thank you for your continued support we are with clifton alexander who's guest host contributor to the grill nation show and he is from reactor design studios reactor kc one of the best design branding marketing thought leaders here in kansas city uh great show sponsor for over a couple years now year and a half um he has, uh, as the, uh, as the guest host and sponsor of the show brings on a guest every month onto the Grill Nation show. And, uh, I wanted to introduce our guest here today because he has a real interesting background and I'm very excited to hear about it. Dr. Ken Vihack from the Kansas City Fountain, Fa- Phantoms. He is the, uh, I almost said Kansas City Fountains, Kansas City <laughs> Phantoms, uh, who was the owner of the team has a real interesting story. So Clifton, why don't you take it from here and uh, tell us about our guest and introduce Yeah, him. I'll do that. So I, uh, randomly connected with Dr. Ken a couple of months ago, probably on LinkedIn or something. And, uh, we had lunch and, um, it was a, it was a really interesting time because I didn't know anything about arena football. I didn't know anything about your, your background or anything, Ken. And so uh, I thought it would be really interesting to have you on the show and just talk a little bit about the business of arena football, a little bit about your background and how we got into this. And then we're getting ready to embark on the new season, the second season in Kansas City. So, Dr. Ken, tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll, well get into welcome it. Welcome to the show. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's, great it's, to have uh, you. it's a pleasure being here. Uh, always good to talk about arena football, especially this close to the season starting. Uh, our first away game is this, uh, well, Friday, the, the 9th of March. Mm-hmm. 
And then our first home game is going to be the 16th. Mm-hmm. And we play at the Silverstein uh, Ice Center's Arena. So, so you come from Florida, is that right? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm uh, in Orlando, Florida. I've been there since about 95. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, um, I was up in Pittsburgh for a while after I got out of the Navy. Uh, done a whole bunch of different things and, uh, take us on that, take us on that journey. journey? You want to, you want to read So so Clifton tells me you used to be a comedian first. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I was, I've been a comedian my whole life, basically. Um, started performing professionally at the age of 15. Yeah. Doing stand up. (laughs) I started off doing impressions. I worked with, uh, I had the pleasure of working with Frank Gorshin, you know, the Riddler on Batman. Okay. And, uh, got to work my way up through, uh, the time I, I, had a little bit of a discussion with my dad after I graduated high school, and he, he didn't like the fact that I was working in clubs and coming home at 3 o'clock in the morning at 18 years old. And so I said, I'll show you. I joined the Navy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, so and then 11 years later, I was, I was discharged. I was involved in a missile explosion uh, during a little thing called Grenada. And, uh, yeah, I was put out with a medical and, uh, the Navy and I reached an agreement. They said, well, we'll pay for any amount of schooling you want to go to. And I said, well, I want to be a doctor. And they said, yeah, if you think you can get it, go for it. So I did. It, so you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It took me a little bit longer, um, than, uh, most because of the brain injury that I have. Mm-hmm. I, I do have traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, at that time getting uh, the processes cleared, uh, took a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took about a year and a half uh, longer than it should have or normal. But, was that was that process like? Uh, learning how to read, write, and walk and talk all over again. It's, uh, it's pretty <laughs> oh rough, yeah, you no know. Doubt. So, but uh, as a result, it, uh, there's a uh, there's a lot of things that piqued my interest. I got back into doing stand up, which helped immensely as far as getting the the repetition and the quickness and the brain firing again. Because mm-hmm. you, know, you can't be on stage and and have somebody heckle you and stand there and go, uh, 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 I'll be back to you in a minute. Yeah. You know, you've got to be able to fire right back, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, that, that was real helpful. Getting back to the, what you know, you know, in order to help, uh, help the brain recover. So So you, so you went to med school and you, you really. Well, no, no, I'm not an MD. I'm a PhD. PhD. PhD, Neuropsychologist. Okay. Neuropsychologist. Yeah. Wow. Um, how long did that take? Uh, took, took me about eight years total. Eight years. Uh, Well, well, from master, from masters to doctorate. Yeah. That, that was about eight years. Normally it takes about six. So after that, you know, you mentioned you had a stint in radio too. Yeah. Well, uh, that was when I got out, um, and, uh, started doing selling radio time. And then, uh, the morning drive guy got sick one day and I filled in and he never came back. <laughs> so, and so I was general manager of the station and also the morning drive guy for three years. It was an alternative radio station. So we played, uh, REM, U2, Elvis Costello, awesome. those kind of people. Cool. Yeah, a lot and of so, fun. And so you you got out of out of get your PhD, and uh, what'd you do after that? Well, then I went into the the VA system. Okay, uh, I became a doc at the VA because I, I had an advantage. I felt uh, we had guys coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq with traumatic brain injuries, where they were doing skull cap operations, where you have to you know cut around the skull, let the you know, skull rise so the brain can swell and then contract again. Uh, and then they'd have to have a recovery program, and I was writing the treatment plans and actually doing the treatment for these guys and establishing the goals that they would reach and achieve on their way to recovery and try to get them as good a quality of life as possible once they uh, at, you know, hit their maximum medical improvement. Wow. Yeah. So, And I did that because I have a traumatic brain injury, and when you sit across from somebody and they look at you and go, well, you don't know what it's like. Uh-huh. And I guess, well, let me tell you my story. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and I fought that adversity the whole way through. I mean, I advocate for people going through college using the Students with Disabilities office 
because if it wasn't for them, I don't think I would have made it through my first four years. Hmm. The, the help, the assistance, the extra time I got to take exams. So you have to let them understand that there are programs to help them while they recover. Hmm. And so that's what I was able to do with that little extra niche of having my own TBI. Wow. That is a interesting journey, right? Yeah. And so you, uh, Clifton, we had talked about this off air. You really kind of get into sports psychology then. Yes. So tell us about that because I feel like that is a, at least a growing kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's talking a, to athletes. Yeah, I mean, big. you've seen athletes throughout the years, like the guy, Rick Ankiel, right? He was like the best pitcher and then he, he couldn't throw a ball down the plate. He was like launching <laughs> balls right. all over the place and it was a mental thing. Golfers have that. Go- a oh lot. God. Big time. Do I yeah. have it? Tell me about yeah. it. Uh, free throw shooting. I mean, mm-hmm. just the yips. I mean, there's so many things. Uh, I think that's a growing industry with, with people. It really is. Uh, the reason I, I got into sports psychology, uh, you work with trauma for, for a long period of time. And for me, it was about 15 years. And I started going to arena football games uh, because we don't have a real football team in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I got interested in the game and started enjoying watching it and playing it. And a friend of mine was actually one of the owners of the team. And I said to him after, I think the second year I went there, I said, look, if you have any opportunities in the ownership group, let me know. And I might be interested in that. And it was about that time, two years later, he came, comes back and he says, look, we've got one of our owners that wants to you know, bail. Do you want to take his slot? And he said, the price is X amount. And I said, well, you know, I'm getting ready to roll out of the VA because I need to take a break from doing trauma. And I can either spend this money on marketing myself as a sports psychologist, or I can put it into the investment of the team, become an owner, and instantly become the team's sports psychologist. Mm-hmm. So you were taking on two roles. Yeah. There you That's go. cool. And so from that point on, uh, I started working as a sports psychologist. Now I work with uh, football players. I work with uh, golfers. I do work with hockey players. I work with you know any sport that comes my way and, and, and baseball players, especially pitchers, mm-hmm. uh, because they the, the mental uh, game for most of these guys is just incredible. Give us a little, uh, a couple tidbits on, on what you would tell one of those folks. I All mean, right. mentally, um, give us kind of a, a talking to here, if you will. We, sure. Clifton, Clifton is a guy that... He uh, he struggles with his putting. Okay. I got the hips, man. You know, he, every time, yips. every time I putt, the ball goes three feet. He's to got the a right. five foot putt. His, his knees start knocking. No, <laughs> right. what what, what, what do you tell these guys? Well, the guys? first thing I, I do is I, I watch them play. All right, you, you have to understand how they play, what their stroke is like. You, you look at everything that they're doing. Now, I'm not a swing coach, mm-hmm. right? So I leave that to the swing coaches. I look for when the brain gets out of the way which is when you're dealing with upper-level athletes, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, they get set up, they analyze the shot, and then all of a sudden, the brain gets out of the way, the muscle memory kicks in, and off the shot goes. Once you've identified that point, and then you can see where the person crosses over and causes the yips. Okay. Because they second-guess what the mm-hmm. brain has already told the body to do. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what, where you have to be really in tune with what the, the professional or the, or the player is doing. Same thing with baseball. You have to look at the the way that their their confidence will change during their windup. What area it is that they they have that has become unnatural from the way they've thrown before, mm. and you just work with that. So I'd have to watch you, yeah, uh, sure. but it'd be easy enough to you know take a look and say, okay, this is where I see you where your brain gets out of the way. This is where you just need to go, and and I call that the go signal. So it's you, an interesting thing because. What you're basically saying is that our brain informs the decisions our body's doing, and then it stops, and yeah. the body just does it, yeah. right? 
And so what happens in these situations is that then the brain is trying to constantly readjust itself or something Mm -hmm. with what it's doing. Or as you said, second guessing, it's very interesting because I think a lot of people would assume that your brain is just constantly telling your body what to do all the time without ever taking a break from that. So it's a very interesting uh, dynamic to think of it that way, to say sometimes you just need to stop focusing. We do that a lot with the creative process where a lot of times our best creative ideas come when we're not thinking about our creative ideas. Exactly. And we talk about that a lot, about the importance of just just eating lunch together as a creative team and how that removes ourselves from the process of trying to sit down around a table and create some great idea mm-hmm. or the best ideas come when you're in the shower or driving or something like that. So this, yeah. this, it's all starts to relate. Very interesting. I was doing an interview with uh, Peter Himmelman. Uh, he's uh, actually his biggest claim to fame is he's Bob Dylan's son-in-law, but he's also <laughs> a musical artist himself. And we were having a really good interview and he was talking about that exact same thing where I asked him the question, is it true that, you know, uh, the good songs just tend to fall right out of you where the bad songs can take up to a year to write. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and he was like, you know, that's, that's a good analogy. He said, but sometimes the good ones can take up to a year, but most of them just by the time you sit down, the song's written. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Dr. Ken Viehek, who's the owner of the Kansas City Phantoms, is with us today on the show. Guest host and contributor to the show, Clifton Alexander from Reactor Design Studios, also with us. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll see you in a second. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. And it drops. To Grill Nation here on KMBZ 980 AM, and I am your host, Jason Grill, here on the radio show here today, as well as if you're listening today on iTunes on podcast. Again, with Clifton Alexander, Reactor Design Studios, owner of that great company here in Kansas City. The website is reactorkc.com for all of your design, marketing, branding uh, needs here in Kansas City. We're also joined by Dr. Ken Viek, who's the owner of the Kansas City Phantoms, uh, great arena league football team here in Kansas City. The website is kcphantoms.com. Uh, Dr. Ken, we talked about kind of your progression here uh, as the owner of the team in Orlando and also a uh, sports psychologist for them. Uh, let's talk about kind of now how you made it to Kansas City. I also know there was one more stop along the way uh, with the Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> That's I, a, you threw me through a loop there. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I, uh, I wrote for the Tonight Show from about six months after Jay took over. Um, <laughs> I was doing stand-up in Pittsburgh at the time, and a call went out for uh, comics to submit material because Jay wasn't doing too well, if you remember the first six months that he was on the show. He wasn't, wasn't doing well. Well, I was performing with a, a guy that was going to go on to be his head writer up in uh, Zany's in uh, Chicago. And we sat in the condo and wrote all week because you don't have anything else to do once you're a stand-up comic. You perform an hour a day, you know, <laughs> and yeah, so you got right. 23 hours to kill. So uh, we were sitting there writing. And at the end of the week, he, he said to me, say, yeah, you ever think about writing? I said, oh, yeah. I said, I, I submitted my name and everything when the call went out. But I got that thank you, but no thank you. He said, well, here, take this number down and uh, give Ann a call on Monday and tell her I told you to call. So I did, and I said, I'd like to start submitting material. And Ann said, well, thank you very much. We've got all the people we need. And I said, well, you know, Gary told me to call. And she goes, oh, you're Ken. Okay, no problem. Here, look. Da, 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 da. And so but at that time, we were uh, writing our jokes and faxing them in, mm-hmm. you know, nice. which was kind of fun. Uh, and then later on, it progressed to there was a website. and Everybody went on. It was like a shark feeding frenzy. You know? Oh, wow. So, 
Yeah. That'd be kind of cool to like submit a joke and then see it on, on wait, the wait, air, wait, wouldn't wait, it? Wait. I thought that Jay Leno wrote all his own jokes. Are you telling me? Are you oh, t- yeah. Okay. Are you telling me that there's people behind the curtain? Oh, there was a multitude of people behind the curtain. There were at least 15 staff writers That's and then about hilarious. 50 of us across the nation. That's funny. Wow. It's funny how that works, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Everyone sees the talent, the guy, oh, yeah. the guy on yeah. screen, but then there's all like these people behind the scenes. Yeah, but doing and, all the, work. the nice thing is that you know being behind the scenes is okay too, because if the if the joke bombs, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that. <laughs> that's so, an, I mean, that's another good analogy, though. I think it, related to any kind of business, yeah. in general, there's usually a figurehead or a person who's out there. I mean, you could take myself for example. I'm I'm on this radio show. I'm the one that people see at events and all that sort of thing. But I could never do what I do without the support of all the people I have behind me, mm-hmm. right? So it's a very similar type of situation. All very these stories similar. are just starting to sync up into business. I love it. I love it. it. I love yeah. it. So you obviously are an entrepreneur here, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Ken. You've touched a lot of different things. How did you end up here in Kansas City? That's the question I have because you've been all over the country. What what uh, what brought you to Kansas City? Well, what brought me to Kansas City? Um, I mean, you've had you ever been here before? Or yeah. You, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used to. This that's how I came up here. Um, Were you doing stand up comedy here? No, something? I was part of the NFLPA down in Orlando. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Uh, so I would come up here for Will Shields golf tournament. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. during the tournament, you know, oh, you you on the arena football team? Yeah. You ever think about doing one? We had a couple in Kansas City. They did well. We just don't know what happened. And I'm like. Yeah, I don't think I want to get into that business again. I sold out of it four years ago. Yeah, and uh, so I'm not sure if I would I'd, I'd ever do We never talked about that, by the way. No. So you did it for four years in Orlando. Then you. Oh, no, no. Did, 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 the, did it for nine years okay, in Orlando. Okay, so you were an owner. I was an owner. So and then, then I got, sold out of it. Okay. And got out of it for about four years. What, why'd you do that? The uh, league model changed. Okay. The business model. And going back to business. Yeah. Uh, they started uh, basically. Uh, taking money from the teams that were doing well to support the teams that weren't so they could maintain the league. Mm, okay. And we were getting fines of fifty and $60,000 a month Ooh. during season, you know, for like uniform, you know, violations and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. and so then you got out of it. Got out of it. You yep. started coming up here with NL. You started meeting people here in Kansas City, and then they approached you about the team. Yeah, we were talking about it, and I, I like the area. I really like the people up here. The It's really just a, a warm a friendly area once you get to know people mm-hmm. you know it's uh they're very welcoming and i thought about it i said you know what it's centrally located the league that i'm in right now is the, the champions indoor football league it's a bus league so we don't have the expense of flying like we did in, in the other league uh, we were mm-hmm. flying to california twice a year up to you know washington and portland and uh you know up north into uh philadelphia and cleveland Mm-hmm. you know to play games and that's a big expense when you've got you know to fly 30 to 35 people plus equipment back and forth every week for right. you know we were we had 20 games you know so that's a long season so 10 10 of your road games are you know other than the two teams in florida we're flying to so this was a nice model nice business yeah. model and uh, rather inexpensive on the travel side and it seemed like a very uh friendly uh, group of owners good people to be with which it's turned out to be Mm-hmm. And I liked it, so I got talked back into it. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you buy the? Uh, when did you become an owner? Then uh, September of uh, sixteen. Okay, so you've been doing started. it for a while. Yeah. Um, how many teams are in the league? We have uh, eleven teams in the league now. Uh, we have plans to expand to about fourteen after this one. Uh, we had a couple of teams that uh, you know come and go. Yeah. So we, we had fourteen last year. Uh, some other teams decided to go to try different leagues and they've since folded because of the requirements of the other leagues. But 
you know, we're a strong league. We're the largest league uh, of arena football in the United States mm-hmm. right now. And we're just going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of the business model and the way we run things. And mostly, you said busing, so mostly fairly close or yeah, fairly Midwest close. You know, We're taking our longest bus trip on our opening game, away game. Uh, we have to go to Bismarck. North Dakota, okay. and that's a, a twelve-hour bus, bus ride. Twelve hours, okay. Yeah. Do, you sit, do you sit on the bus with everybody? Uh, yeah, I usually yeah. go on the bus. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. I, I, I mean, some of these team names are kind of cool. Uh, you'll be taking on the Omaha Beef at some yes, point. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like the worst team. I got to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry if you're part of the Omaha Beef, but oh my goodness. Yeah. So, Kansas City Phantoms, tell us about that name. The the name uh, we actually held a contest uh, to have the, the people of Kansas City name the team. And we put out four different names for it, uh, and the Kansas City Phantoms won. The, it's an, after the F-4 Phantom, which is a jet that was produced, actually, in Missouri. Okay. Right? We also worked out really well because a good friend of ours, uh, Antonio Horry is my partner in this. And uh, he and I were both in the Navy, both uh, disabled vets. So, and it's kind of a, a unique relationship that we have. But uh, he was an Air, Airedale in the Navy, so he worked on the aircraft carriers. Okay. Right. Uh, but a good friend of ours uh, flew the F-4, was shot down uh, in Vietnam, was a prisoner of war for about a year and a half. And he also has the distinction of uh, used to hold the highest parachute record, uh, hmm. you know, Colonel Joe Kittinger. Dang. Yeah, he jumped 85,000 feet free fall, you know, something like that. What were some of the other names you threw out there? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Kansas City Express was one. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I can't remember the other ones. They weren't that they great. Weren't, they, were, they, they weren't, weren't that great. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the Phantoms came out uh, on top. Cool logo. Uh, again, kcphantoms.com. First game at home is March 16th uh, at the Silverstein Ice Center's Arena. Uh, great facility out in Can- Independence, actually. Uh, your website is really cool. You have all the information online. Uh, Dr. Ken Viek is with us, the owner of the Kansas City Phantoms. Uh, talk to us about the business of this, uh, business? because you've oh, got yeah. a lot of competition, man. I mean, how do you, how does this all work? Well, the nice thing is, is where we're at in the, in the season. We start now and go through June. So it's really before the, the Royals actually kick in and before anybody really starts paying attention to baseball, because we're done by June. Mm-hmm. And people usually don't pay attention to baseball until after the All-Star break. Sure. So we have a nice little niche there. So that kind of makes it nice. Uh, the expenses as far as running the business are reduced because, as I said before, with the travel, you know, you're not paying, uh, our travel budget when I was at the Predators in Orlando, we were paying, you know, almost $1.8 million just in, in travel costs. Yeah. Getting all over the country. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, with the bus league, we, we have, uh, Heartland Trailways is our bus company and they cut a deal with them. They advertise with us and they re- reciprocal. So, you know, they do a nice job getting us back and forth and, and it's rather inexpensive to take a bus. Our trip to Bismarck is our most expensive, but everything else is like maybe one quarter of the cost of that after that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the players don't make the million-dollar salaries. Mm-hmm. You know, these are guys that are uh, – they've gone to combines. They're, they're trying to make it up into the NFL. Uh, and we also have a couple that are, you know, that were in the NFL that are now they're not desirable in the NFL, but they still want to chase the dream. They still want to play. Good, high-quality football Good, high players. Good, high-quality. Yep. Last year, our quarterback, uh, David Olson, was assigned by the Baltimore Ravens for camp to fill in for Flacco because he was hurt. Mm, okay. And I, I pride myself on the fact that uh, ever since I've owned an arena football team, I've been able to put one or two people up into the NFL each year. Very cool. 
Well, you always know the story of uh, Kurt Warner. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. football oh, back the in the day. The most famous story, probably. Yeah. So this, so that the sport is still healthy then, because I remember when it started. I mean, I remember seeing the Orlando Predators on NBC. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like a TV broadcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You think there's, there's obviously you're an owner. I mean, there's enough interest still in the sport. People love football. Yes, I believe you're not competing that that is. with NFL at this time. Not either. at all, and and that's the thing. People have to understand. We are football. We we actually present football in in indoors, right? But we are entertainment. Mm-hmm. You can take a family of four to one of our games for less than it costs to take a family of four to a movie, if you include drinks and popcorn. Yeah, very cool. And you you, know, you have you it's been a to fun a fun environment? I yeah. I haven't been to the Phantoms game now, but uh, but I remember going to some other games. It was like. Is like going to minor league baseball or something where it's just a fun family environment where there's a lot more action going on than just the game that's mm. on the that's on the court. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. There, we bring fans onto the field. We have contests. It's a lot like going to a minor league baseball game. Yeah. You yeah. want to keep the fans involved. You want to get everybody excited. And, and our scoring, you know, we're not a regular football game. We had a, a game last year where. Uh, the score was seventy-two to seventy-one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Great, great defensive battle. That's awesome. You know, so yeah, everybody yeah. wants to see the offense. Though, man. Nobody it. wants to see the defense. Come yeah, on. The nice thing is, you can score three touchdowns in a minute. Yeah. Jeez, I got to check this out. Kansas City yeah. Phantoms That's at cool. kcphantoms.com. Dr. Ken Viehek is our guest. Our guest hosting contributor to the show today is Clifton Alexander from Reactor Design Studios. We'll be back after the break for our final segment of the show. More to talk about. Going to be a lot of fun here on the Grill Nation show. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on KMBZ 980 AM. Thanks for joining me again today. I'm your host, Jason Grill, alongside Clifton Alexander, Reactor Design Studios, guest host and contributor to Grill Nation. Check them out at reactorkc.com for all of your design, branding, and marketing needs. He's a great guy here in Kansas City. He's been a great partner of the show. Uh, Clifton, we are joined today by Dr. Ken Viehek, who's the owner of the Kansas City Phantoms, kcphantoms.com, great arena league football team here in Kansas City that plays at the Silverstein Ice Center Arena, great facility out there in Independence, right off the highway. Uh, they're starting their season here coming up shortly. Their first home game is Friday, March 16th, 2018, at 7, 8, 7 p.m. against the Omaha Beef, Clifton's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. favorite arena league football I'm gonna, team. I'm going to laugh every time uh, I hear it. So, Dr. Ken, I'm looking at your schedule here. You guys have about, what, 10 to 15 games? We, we play a 12-game season. 12-game season. Six home, six away. That's great. And six. then we get into two uh, playoff games. Six home, six away. The league has 11 teams right now, mostly functioning in the Midwest. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the uh, Champions Indoor Football League. It's very cool. And uh, tell us about kind of what's going on, the process. I know you're going to be starting here soon. Uh, final cuts are coming this week. Yeah. Gosh, you're doing it all, man. Yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly we have to do this. We're, uh, by, by rule and regulation of our operations manual, we're allowed to start training camp two weeks before our, our first game. Wow. So we have to bring everybody in, evaluate them, <laughs> and, and look at look wow. give them a hard look, and then you know, like today is our, our day for final cuts. So we'll know exactly what our team looks like for Friday. And this so is then Tuesday. you have three days to basically work on the plays. And we have one day, one day to work on Wednesday. 
Wednesday travel. and travel week. We're traveling to Bismarck on Thursday. Yeah. So, and you guys will have players from all over the area, um, different colleges, different colleges, different parts of the of the United States. We also have about eight local players from Kansas City. That's awesome. Cool. So I'm looking know, at your roster yeah. from um, last year, probably, and you had people from a lot of local colleges, including some from like uh, Big Twelve schools around here, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Uh, so a lot of people, maybe people have heard of, uh, which is really neat. Uh, and it's, you're all over the internet. You're all over social media, kcphantoms.com. You mentioned, uh, it's a good place to bring your family. What do, do tickets cost for something like this? You can get a, a ticket, uh, for $10 to come to one of our games. Now that doesn't include the arena fees, which, uh, and taxes, which is another $3 and 50 cents. Mm-hmm. But we, we keep the prices, uh, decent. Uh, you can get a front row ticket for $45. Awesome, and it's an arena. It's it, you'll be right there, like in hockey, on that glass. Well, the, no, there's no glass. Okay, the first it's two right rows there. are still in play. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I don't and, know the and, arena league rules. And for the, and for this is this, our number one rule in arena football that we have with, with the Phantoms, and this is for the ladies out there uh, that if the ball and the player go into the stands, you get to keep the ball, but you have to throw the player back. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. What uh, what we're gonna do here is Clifton and I are gonna go out to a game together here. Yep. We're gonna take yeah, one row. in. We're Front gonna row. take one in, and we're yep. gonna we're gonna talk about Kansas City and, and, and hatch a new scheme for our next big idea. And we'll be doing it in the front row at the fan. Oh, yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Because uh, I do want to check this out again. You have six home dates, uh, and the season goes from March to June. You said. Yeah, June 9th is our our last scheduled home game until we make the playoffs. Then so we've got two more after that. How does that work for playoffs? Uh, we've got two divisions. Okay. We've got a north and a south. So the, the best teams in the north will play, and the best teams in the south will play one week, and then those two teams will play against each other for the championship. And where is the championship? Championship goes is based on the best schedule. Number okay, one, so the home team gets home, it. The best record. The best record wins, hmm. and that's what they, they get to do the home game and put it so on. So the championship game could theoretically, could theoretically be at Silver Sinai Center right yep. here in KC. That'd cool. be awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that's what Coach Lemon says. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he wants to... To do that there. So. Yeah, very good. Dr. Ken Vihek is with us. Uh, let's talk about, you, you, you've obviously mentioned your uh, traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to us about like this whole concussion stuff, mm-hmm. people playing. I mean, that's right. got to affect you because you have such a background in this industry with football. It's interesting that a guy who has had brain injuries yep. is now uh, owning a football team. Well, and that's based part in, because of what I do as, as a neuropsychologist. I'm constantly educating myself on the new things that are out there. Yeah. Uh, we like to say that uh, anything that's in any information or research that's older than three years is ancient history as far as neuroscience goes. Uh, there are studies now that show that if you feed your team uh, raw broccoli before a game, that it helps to inhibit the swelling of the brain and the closing of the ventricles if someone gets concussed. Okay. Wow. You See, know, I, I yeah. never, uh, I've never eaten raw broccoli, but yeah, I'm going to try I, it. I, I it's not one of my favorites broccoli. either, but you know what? Next our, time I go play dodgeball, I'm going to have a I'm somebody chubbing yeah. in that raw broccoli before oh, yeah. dodgeball or anything. You know? yeah. But the thing is, uh, uh, having worked with the NFL and uh, concussions protocols, I understand, you know, what happens during mm-hmm. a concussion. And I'll be making the call as to whether the player comes off the field or not, which is definite. You know, there's not going to be one of these things. Oh, he looks like he got hit in the head. He looks a little wobbly. Oh, he's good. No, he's not. He's coming off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a, a protocol. And you know, so they have set. they have all that stuff in the arena league protocols. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I know the NFL is always trying to like uh, enhance that. It seems like every year they do something that's different. This year they, you know, they have the medical tents now, which they yeah. didn't have last year. Which apparently Nick Saban created at Alabama. He creates everything. And gets 
He apparently <laughs> had the first medical tent on the sideline, but it's mm. like that little hut that they go into now. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems to be a, a huge deal. I mean, this, this, this progression and playing the sport. I mean, I never played little league football. I didn't play till high school. So I know there's, I, you know, I drive by these kids that are like mm. second and third graders playing football. It's just funny to look at peewee football. Oh yeah. We all played baseball and basketball. We, a lot of us didn't play football, but it, it's something that, you know, is a lot of parents think about. Yeah. They're putting their kids in sports. Well, especially, you know, the, what we're finding out now, uh, everybody looks at football because of the, the hype that's going on with all the you know, high level athletes and uh, the, the CTE that they're finding in the NFL. Uh, but women's soccer actually has the highest incidence mm-hmm. of you know, CTE and, and traumatic brain injury. That makes sense to me. I watch a lot, I watch some soccer and it's just like you think about it and you know, everyone, soccer gets a bad rap because people, uh, dive a lot mm. and especially in some leagues and they, yeah. they have a stretcher Dramatic come out and they, drama. Yeah. yeah. But, but at the end of the day, like they're jumping up and down, like knocking into each other, hitting a ball. I mean, it, there's so many yeah. chance for injury. You're wearing no pads except mm. your shin pads, shin guards. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And they're, they're colliding into each other at full speed on, on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, the brain's not on a post up there. It's floating. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that. So you put, you know, put a, a ice in the glass and shake it back and forth, and that's pretty much what your brain's doing. I think it's interesting to have uh, Dr. Ken Vihak owning a football team. It, just, just your background mm-hmm. here, Clifton. Wouldn't you agree? Like as an entrepreneur and just, just touching a lot of different types of, of work throughout mm-hmm. your career. Uh, I think that's great. It's kind of the culmination of a lot of things, right? Yeah. Where you're, it you're, all goes into making it yeah. uh, work. And if you can work towards making your play own players safer. Through, through enhanced protocols and understanding what's happening down there, then hopefully that makes the entirety of the football experience ultimately safer at some point as we move forward. Um, it is the biggest thing that everybody's talking about right now. Yeah. And how do you, how do you do that? And that's, that's great to see you on the sidelines as an owner of a team working through it. And, um, it all just is, like I said, it's kind of that culmination of mm-hmm. all those things, you know, yeah. and maybe you're telling a few jokes on the sideline too. Oh getting yeah. Them, getting them riled up. I don't know. Yeah, you, where are you at during games? Uh, on the sidelines. Okay. You are. Okay. I'm, I'm walking around. So you're like, you're like Jerry Jones. You're yeah. like right in people's faces. You're that well, owner. That's like <laughs> <laughs> loving it. Well, I'll also walk around in the arena and thank the people for showing up. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. really happy that everybody comes out and, and I'm also a big proponent. You're talking about getting laughs. I, I said, you know, maybe we should go back to the leather helmets. <laughs> See? Yeah, and everybody there goes why go. i'm like well they're not going to use their head to lead yep. anymore are yep. they right that's right everyone says like we go back in time less head injuries i like that yeah yeah dr ken Viek has been our guest today on the grill nation show the website is kcphantoms.com first home game is march 16th it's a friday night at 7 p.m at silverstein event center uh excuse me silverstein eye center arena mm. i think they got that right uh a lot of fun talking to you today dr ken uh appreciate your time today clifton alexander appreciate you bringing ken on very excited we're yeah, definitely gonna have time. to we're gonna have to set up a time to go to a game let's do it i'm Please very do. excited about it. congrats on all your success doctor. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate great it. to have you Thank on you the can. show thanks for joining us today on grill nation we'll see you again next week take care have a good one.